You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. This is episode number 31 of Life Repurposed. Today, I have a special guest with me. Her name is Kathy Carlton Willis, and she is the author of The Gringale's Guide to Joy. Kathy is God's Gringale, and she writes and speaks with a balance of funny and faith, whimsy and wisdom. She coaches others to remove the training wheels of fear and not just risk, but also take pleasure in the joy ride of life. She's known for her debut book, Grin with Grace, and for her grinning Boston Terrier, Hetty. Her new book, The Grin Gal's Guide to Joy, is inspiring joy sightings everywhere. Join me as we tune in with Kathy Carlton Willis. Welcome, Kathy Carlton Willis, to Life Repurposed. You're back again after being here just a few months ago. Yes, unfortunately, this time we're not together in the same place, though. I but know, we're still going to make it feel like we are. Yes. So, Kathy is a prolific writer, and she's going to be cranking out more books this year and hopefully in the years to come. And so, it's important that I have Kathy back to talk about her new book because the last time we were together, it was still in the works and she was still working on the editing. And so, now the Grin Gale's Guide to Joy has been released, and I want to introduce that to my audience. But first, Kathy, I'd like you to tell us where you got the name Gringale. You know, that's funny because I'm actually kind of an expert in branding, and I had a completely different brand. Um, But one thing I've learned is that a brand finds you oftentimes rather than you finding it. Uh And so many different people would come up to me and say, hey, you're that grin gal. You're that gal that always grins. And uh, it just kind of, after I heard it the fourth or fifth time, I realized, you know what? I think I have a brand that I need to explore. (laughs) Yeah, it isn't the kind of title you just give yourself, is it? Like, I'm the grin gal. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And especially the kinds of circumstances I get to grin through. I mean, it's not a choice anyone would put on themselves. Right. We are going to be talking about that in this episode. And for those who are tuning in, this is episode number 31, and anything we talk talk about in the show, we'll have a link at michellerayburn.com slash 31. Those are just the show notes where you can get those links and go to Kathy's website from there and also to the book that we're talking about. Um, So Kathy, I'm in the middle of Wisconsin wintertime. You are in Texas. What's the weather like there today? We have a cold front coming in, but I woke to 70 degrees, and by cold, it'll be 40 tonight, so it's rainy and cold, but nothing like what the rest of the country's getting today, so I'll take it. Right. I think it started out in the single digits here this morning, so it's been a really cloudy winter. We've had a lot of snow, and um, I've... I've emailed Kathy a few times over this winter saying, this is just, there's too many cloudy days. It's blah, it's blue. So how can fighting the winter blues and blahs find their true, how can those who are fighting that, like me, find their true grin? Well, you know, um, my book launch was last week. And when I talked with the helpers ahead of time, and we had kind of a rah-rah meeting and prayer time, I told them a lot of the guests coming in were fighting those January (laughs) blues and blahs and 
it just it just is and you know february is not set to be that much better from what i understand <laughs> and so our goal really was to allow them to have an experience so that they could leave with more joy than when they came in mm-hmm. and one of the ways on in our personal days is just first of all just admitting that we are having one of those kind of days mm-hmm. realizing it can be temporary it's not a permanent sentence on our lives Mm-hmm. And then go about pursuing joy rather than waiting for it to find you. Because a lot of times, I think we're waiting for this sort of a joy news to hit us that we feel joyful. And it just doesn't work that way. If anything, it makes us more blah when we yes. expect something external to make us feel better. But when we have something internal like the joy of the Lord, that is so much different and will help us get through those yucky days. It's so true. I feel like I wait for my circumstances to influence my mood sometimes. And I look at the weather and I look at things that have happened to me that day. And I almost use the term, well, it's passive, I think, to say that those things take away my joy. Mm, Right, because we're letting those things be the boss of us instead of us taking control of it. And we'll, we'll talk about that later, I bet, too, when we're talking about when people push our buttons, because it's the right. same thing. We let something external have control over us. So yes. instead, when I recognize I'm having one of those yucky days, I uh, I just determine what is something that can be joyful today. And I set about doing that, whether it's mm-hmm. helping someone else and I realize, wow, their situation is a whole lot worse than mine mm-hmm. or, or a different kind of worse. Or if it's something that gets my uh, endorphins going, like some exercise, or maybe it's something peace-filled, like coloring, you know, just whatever it might be that helps you get in a different mental space and allowing your internal person to choose how you feel instead of something external. Yes. But it doesn't feel fake sometimes when you're trying to put on the smile. It, you know, a lot of times when people try to grin through um, a bad situation, when they really feel like a, another type of GR, like groaning or gritting their teeth or grimacing, you know, all those other GR words, it, it, it does feel fake to try to grin. But again, if we don't allow the circumstance to inform our countenance, but we allow what's going on inside of us, I find that... Um, It's not always a wow, over-the-top grin, but it might be more like a Mona Lisa grin. Mm -hmm. But people can still tell that there's something internal going on that's informing her face that she can be joy-filled despite whatever it is. And so I I don't think I've ever um, faked a grin. There's Mm -hmm. times that a grin surprises me because (laughs) I'm going through something and I'm surprised I'm able to grin through it. So uh, it it definitely is coming from a deep, deep place because it's not humanly normal to have a grin when you're going through a rough day. Right. So, you know, I, d- I don't encourage anyone to fake it. You know, people say fake it till they make it. Yeah. I disagree with that. I think we need to be true to who we are. I do think sometimes we could fake it till we make it. F-A-I-T-H. Mm-hmm. That we can do. But the whole fake thing... The only person that might fool some of the time is someone else, but we're not going to fool ourselves. Right. Yeah. For me, it's a multi-layered thing. It isn't the smile on my face so much as it is what's going on behind it. And the smile is a natural uh, outpouring of what's happening inside. So it really starts in my mind and my heart 
it, it's, I can't put a smile on my face and have it look real. <laughs> People who know me uh -uh. can tell it's fake. <laughs> exactly. I probably had somebody look at you and just say, you, you look tired. And it, sometimes that for me, that can feel insulting, but it's not because it's somebody looking past whatever I'm trying to paste on and they're looking at how I'm really feeling inside. Actually, you did that with me recently. You were on one of my <laughs> Facebook lives and you noticed that I was having a, a less than effervescent day. <laughs> and and you, you mentioned it to me privately. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated that honesty more than when someone says, wow, I would have never known you were having a bad day because sure. you look so great. And they tell me this phony thing that makes me feel like I do have to fake it in front of them to live up to this expectation they just put out there. So you gave me permission to be real when you said it looked like you might not have been having the best day, you know, yeah, so I, think I think we can do that for each other too. We can, especially with people we know well enough to be comfortable that way. I think in thinking about a repurposed life, for me, that's, that's the true thing there. It's the real balanced with um, the aspiring to something. So maybe on a, a, a day that isn't going so well, I would like it to be better, but I have to be real with myself and face exactly where I'm at and then look at where I'd like to go. I think it's just, like I said, a multi-layered thing like that. And mm -hmm. joy is something that I think we misunderstand joy a lot. We think of it as happiness or um, cheerfulness. <laughs> it's like, it's so much more. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about um, what happens when someone pushes our buttons, because I just recorded an episode about how sometimes the best thing we can do is to be silent, especially in the world we're in right now, in an election year, there's a lot of stuff that comes up. It's really easy to have our buttons pushed. So many of us have people that know exactly what buttons to push to get us to be discouraged. They know the things to say that really dig in there. So um, we might think of that as them trying to steal our joy. How, how do we deal with this problem when it hits us? Well, I, I can't remember which author coined it, but they coined the phrase sandpaper people. And it's those, <laughs> it's those people that rub you the wrong way. And they might be perfectly wonderful with another relationship. You know, our toxic person might be someone else's best relationship. So it's not that I'm trying to put a label on someone and right. say they're just a bad person, but um, they just don't mix with the way we work sometimes. Yeah. And so I think um, identifying who those people are that tend to try to push our buttons mm -hmm. and then evaluating, are they intentionally trying to push our buttons? Because there are, there's a subset that are trying sure. to do that. They're manipulating, they're guilting, they're, they're doing all the tricks because they want to, they want to get a negative mm -hmm. reaction out of you. They want to put you in that miserable place. There are some people, though, that really aren't in setting out intentionally to push right. our buttons. We just perceive it as that because of something else going on. Mm -hmm. It's their, their baggage they carry, our baggage we carry mixed together, not works great. Mm -hmm. So how I respond depends on, hey, are they intentionally doing this? Or is it something that just is coming across that way that they didn't right. intend to do? Because that helps me know my next step. But either way, I have to purpose in my heart, I am not going to react, I'm going to respond. 
And a reaction is something from a place of emotion where uh, it's out of control, it's based on what they're doing to us, whereas a response is a chosen behavior based on what God would want us to have towards Mm -hmm. them, regardless of how they're treating us. And and like you said, sometimes the best response is no response at all. (laughs) And that is a perfectly okay response. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually live with one of my sandpaper people. And so sometimes it it can be hard for, and I'm sure I can be that way with that person too. And, And so we just have to be wise about it and know that, hey, this is getting ready to be uncomfortable. And sometimes we give each other space or uh, we just walk away from it. And that, sure. that is okay. So you have some funny stories in the book. Which one is getting the most comments right now? Uh, it's kind of rewarding to me or pleasing to me when people give me feedback about the book. And of course, I love it when they're having a spiritual aha moment. Mm-hmm. But since I did weave in some humor, it's also kind of gratifying when they tell me what stories pop out. And probably the one that I've heard the most from is uh, how we celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary. And (laughs) we had had all these expectations of being able to go on a cruise and do wonderful things. And and instead, I'd had surgery prior to, and so we were left near home base. And so we decided to do a -a once-in-a-lifetime meal on a, a river restaurant. And it was a really fancy place, award-winning chef, award-winning boot staff, all of that. And things just, I should have known from the very beginning that I was setting myself up to fail <laughs> because um, before we even left home, my husband had to help get me into my undergarments so that they would best make the outer garments look great. And then when I put on my pants, the zipper wasn't working right and I had to hold the waistband while he zipped me up and it wasn't that it was too tight it was just wonky and uh, so we get there and they have this wonderful um ballet parking and we looked at ourselves and thought why did we bring our minivan when we have a sports car at home that could have made us feel so fancy right about then I mean we were just we do not think through things very well um one other thing I didn't think through very well is that I took a diuretic really late in the day. That's something you should take first thing in the morning before you need to leave home. Not smart on my part. Um, but we ordered a great meal, surf and turf. We were right on the, the um, windows looking out onto this wonderful river, beautiful bridges. I mean, it was just hmm. the best thing. Several wait staff were there to wait on his hand and foot. And then um, the diuretic hit. And, so and for those who ask, don't know what a diuretic is, is, it gets rid of the <laughs> excess water in your body. <laughs> exactly. It was ready to come out. And so uh, the wait staff, ever attentive to our needs, came over as soon as I tried to get up, helped me out of my chair, took the napkin out of my lap, <laughs> asked me where I needed to go, escorted me to the restroom. I mean, they were so kind and helpful. But they couldn't help me once I got in when I realized that I couldn't zip up what I couldn't <laughs> zip up at the house. And, and then I realized it got worse. And I tried everything. I tried tucking it into my undergarments. I tried everything mm-hmm. I could. Nothing was working. So basically, I just had to, thankfully, it was sort of a longer tunic top that could hide part mm-hmm. of that disaster. 
And uh, so I walked back to the the table and I feel like I was just very stiff and kind of keeping everything hoisted up. And I was hoping no one noticed. And of course, as soon as I sat down, my husband had noticed and he called me out on it. And we laughed about it. And he's like, way to sabotage our anniversary dinner. And I'm like, I know, what was I thinking? But not once, no, but twice that water pill hit. And I had to yes. get up, do the whole thing again. Oh. This time we had talked we had talked through what could we do. So we remembered I had a safety pin and so I could take that off and use that. Mm-hmm. Only when I took it off, the head part of it went flying across the restroom. <laughs> then I just had the pointy part. I used the pointy part, tried to get it, it didn't work. I injured myself. There was blood involved. And again, I duck walk back to the table and my husband's like, okay, strike two. <laughs> you know, what else is new for mm-hmm. my Kathy? Mm-hmm. And we, but we finished our meal. I remember walking out of that restaurant, still duck walking all the way to the car, wondering, you know, just how, how crazy that night was. But it was memorable. And I was determined not to let my circumstances steal my joy that night because mm-hmm. it was worse. Mm-hmm. every grin we had over it whether it was grinning then just because we were in love with each other or grinning now when we remember the story mm-hmm. you probably had more grins because of what happened than, definitely you know. and I, I i have not worn that outfit since then <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you for sharing that story as we continue talking with kathy carlson willis we're going to have her talk a little bit more about what happens when life doesn't go the way we expect it and how we can change our perspective. As we think about Kathy's book, on the back cover of The Grin Gale's Guide to Joy, it says that Kathy learned that happiness runs and hides, but joy remains when trials show up. You've already given us a fun story, but can you give another example of this from your current life? Cause that was, that was your 25th anniversary we just talked about. And I know you've been married a lot longer than 25 years. So you've probably never had another moment to grin with joy, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe today I've had three alone just today. So um, yeah, I definitely get plenty of opportunity to grow in experience. That's for sure. Well, probably the most recent one was Uh, Right before my book launched, my husband came home early from work and he had been terminated from his Mm. employment due to um, numbers of their patients going down. He was a hospice chaplain and they just didn't have enough patients to sustain Mm -hmm. all five positions for chaplains. So, um, and this was a situation that I counted it up and we have been in seven times Mm -hmm. um, in our married life, a jobless situation. So, Um, it's not something we need more experience in. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, every time we do go through it, then we remember what that was like, and we can't help but carry that into our new situation. But um, this time is different, and we are learning to rejoice in the reasons why this time is different rather than attaching a feeling from an old experience Mm -hmm. onto this one. Because that's one way we really mess up our joy quotient is because we we dump all of the trash right. from previous trials onto this one too. And this one has enough of its own. It doesn't need to borrow from other times. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're just choosing to, to realize that, realize how this one is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blessings of how God is already providing that are different than prior times. And um, people have said they can't believe that we look 
so okay considering <laughs> everything. But I, I, I want to say this, that I think joy is more about the peace that you have inside and the mm. hope and anticipation that you can have of a future that's even better than this. That mm. is why I can that's be good. joyful. Uh, because it really isn't defined by what's going on right now. It's yes. that anticipation of something yet to come that is going to be great. So when you think about that, you wrote this book, uh, you wrote it a while back, then you edited it more in the past year, and then you released it. So uh, right, you had it already in print, so there's nothing you could change. And then this experience came along that you didn't expect. So even in the time since the book released, you've had learning opportunities. So how does that work for the listener or the person who's reading the book who thinks, you know, right now I've learned this lesson. Like you said, I've learned all I need to. What do you say to the person who doesn't even know what the challenge is going to be yet that's going to hit them? Right. Well, and I will even add to that, doesn't even know what they need to learn yet. Because yes. sometimes, you know, sometimes I go through a trial and when I'm past the trial, someone will say, well, um, what did you learn through that? And I said, the trial was hard enough. You mean I had to pay attention and learn something <laughs> too? And, and really, sometimes the best we can do is cling to the fact that God's presence is with us through that trial. And that is enough. And even if we don't learn a single thing, that's okay. Because experiencing his presence in such a real and comforting way is enough. Mm -hmm. But there are times that we do learn things too, that do help us for future trials. But for the listener out there, maybe you're going through a trial now, and you're wondering how in the world could you have joy uh, when you look at everything that you're going through? And I just want to encourage you to ask God to give you a future vision that helps you look mm. past this trial. And even though some of the trials we have are lifelong, they still are temporary in the scope of eternity. And when we think of that, that will get us through these tough times. Hmm. So true. Thank you for sharing that. You know, I think you've used the term joy quotient a few times. Um, I, I guess I'm trying to wrap my brain around that because I, I we have like an unending capacity for joy, right? I mean, right. And I think we do have different levels of joy at different times. We uh -huh. know we have different styles of grins at different times. Think of all the different emojis and emoticons there are. Right. I mean, so we know there's a a varied, vast resource of of joy. Uh, and, and sometimes it will be um, just the bare minimum of joy. Yeah. And other times it's so, uh, so overwhelming us that it, it bubbles up out of us and it's mm -hmm. contagious joy. And others, it's almost like a joy that's palpable in the room. You, you not only experience it, but the others with you do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because God is in the room with us too. Mm -hmm. And there are just those moments that are amazing. But well, you know, we test our intelligence quotient yeah. and, you know, our IQ. So I just started saying joy quotient because there are different levels of mm -hmm. it. And, and um, we can't always work up a huge amount, but even having the amount that gets us through the day is enough for that moment. Mm -hmm. But it is cool to see those times when it's just overflowing and mm -hmm. we are, we get to be a part of it. It's like, we're part of the, um, 
the team when that happens, you know, rather than the one initiating it. And it's just really cool. Right. And it sounds like in your own life, you've stored up from experience so that in your current circumstance, joy is closer to the surface because of what you've already processed in in the past trials. So that quotient, Absolutely. it sounds like it continues to increase. It's not like um, not like IQ. Well, you can actually grow your IQ too, can you? I mean, I don't know. Can you? Can we grow our IQ? I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to know that. Like can we stretch our brain? <laughs> yeah, mine too. I don't, like, I don't know. My memory is for sure. But if I think about that, you know, it's like um, there are certain things we can't change in life, but I feel like our joy quotient is one that is really dependent on how we react. And so storing away experiences for a coming one and drawing on that when our reserves feel like there's nothing left there. Um, speaking of that, what, what goes through your head when you feel like your reserves are at the, the bare minimum? What's your first step in that? Well, I do rehearse or remind myself of the times in the past that God has been faithful to me mm. and that God has um, blessed me or that his presence has been real in my life. Mm -hmm. I think of the answered prayers. I think of the opportunities that came because of a trial that would mm -hmm. not have been there if I'd gotten my wish. Yeah. And there are so many things, if you think about it, if you only got what you wished for, you wouldn't get what you didn't wish for that blessed mm -hmm. you even more. And, so and so I remind myself of those those kinds of things, you know, the, the old hymn, count your blessings, name them one by one. Gratitude really helps yeah. you uh, define your joy for the day. And mm -hmm. if instead, though, I'm having a stinky attitude day and I'm listing all the woe is me things, mm -hmm. all the reasons why I'm having a yucky day, that's not helping me one right. bit to get out of that funk. You know, I need to, yep. I need to exit that strategy and adopt <laughs> a more mindfulness of of the way God has been faithful to me before. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's really practical because I think that's the thing when we're in the middle of a difficult moment to figure out, well, what is my next step and what do I do? I want my listeners to know too that I am firing questions at Kathy that she did not get ahead of time. And you're amazing. <laughs> you're just kind answering oh. these. So I don't give her the questions ahead of time. So she has to think on the spot. So this is Kathy's <laughs> real life, her real response. This is not Kathy having a chance to come up with the textbook answer. These are, these are actually coming out of her own experience. So I appreciate that. As we move into talking about Kathy's book, this is the resource that I want to recommend for today. The Grin Gale's Guide to Joy is a story, study, and steps seven-week Bible study. So tell us a little bit about what a story, study, and steps Bible study is. One thing that I really wanted for any Bible study that I had was for the reader to be able to go through it either individually or in a group and that it would work equally well for both. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want the one, the participant to just be learning facts. Facts are mm -hmm. wonderful. Bible facts are amazing. But if we don't get it past that, then we haven't really grown from it. I've also learned from the way that Jesus when he was on earth, that he used story a lot to help people uh, have their minds opened to the mm -hmm. spiritual truth. And so I usually open with some sort of a story 
uh, it might be funny. It might be heartwarming. It definitely will open up your mind to what's coming up as far as the um, study part of it. And then the steps are kind of that live it out time so that you're not just stranded with the information, but you don't know how to get there. It would be, it's sort of like, I don't want to give you an address and not give you the map for how to mm -hmm. get there. So the steps would be that. I've tried to divide it up into small enough subsections so that even if you are on um, a busy schedule and you're short on time, you can pick up just one subcategory in, in a chapter and read that and feel like you're moving forward. Uh, so it's not something that's heavy on homework mm -hmm. and you're able to do it by yourself. And then same thing in the group. It's a uh, fast enough read that you can actually cover, cover a couple of chapters each week mm -hmm. and get through the little bit of homework that there is and be able to discuss, discuss it as a group. Mm -hmm. So for group leaders, uh, they can prep. Do they, is there any special prep other than reading the book? Well, in the back of the book, I actually have a group leader section, and so I've hand-selected the questions I think would get the most discussion interaction. I'm actually a small group leader myself and coach other small group leaders, and so I'm really mindful of what would stimulate conversation in a group setting, and not just conversation, but life-changing conversation. Mm -hmm. So really, the Bible study part takes place on your own as you read through the book and then coming together you talk about how to apply that discuss the content so it's really about making relationships a key part of that as well it um, is and then because of there being the different um a focus for different sections mm -hmm. there are even some projects that they could do together as a group which would be really helpful in learning or living out what you're learning yeah, that was the next thing I was going to ask you about. There are different sections that uh, in each chapter. So grin with joy, grow with joy, go with joy, give with joy, and a grin with joy challenge. Well, the grin with joy is that study part. So that's where I give my real life mm -hmm. stories and observations and the humorous confessions, things like that, mm -hmm. the, the real me mm -hmm. story. And then the grow with joy is your Bible study part okay. where I'm uh, in this instance, I take the word joy. I studied every time the word joy was in scripture, and mm -hmm. it's in there a lot. <laughs> and then I clustered them together into themes and found what mm -hmm. they had in common with each other. And that's how I put the chapters together. So that's the grow with joy. Go with joy is your life application. So it's how you put uh, joy into action. And then give with joy helps you share what you've learned to help meet the needs of others and help them find joy too. Mm -hmm. And at the very end of each chapter is a grin with joy challenge, because I think when you see things role played, it helps or if you mm -hmm. plan ahead for the what if. And so I give a challenging situation that could easily rob you of your joy if you let it mm -hmm. and plan ahead. If that was a scenario in my life or maybe a friend had it, what advice would I give that friend? And it just as a group, you can talk about it and say, wow, how would we handle this? Mm -hmm. And so I give some real life things that have either happened to me or to some of my friends. So I know they really happen. It's not just a fictional thing. I, I know we deal mm -hmm. with these kinds of life challenges and you can have joy through them if yeah. you plan ahead for it. I like the planning part. <laughs> so you talk <laughs> about serving it forward with joy. How is this different from paying it forward? 
Well, when you pay it forward, it's basically you, because you've been blessed, then you pass that blessing on to mm-hmm. others. And, you know, you've heard of people that do that by um, paying the drive through extra money and telling the, them to put the bill of the person behind them in the car right. or whatever. But a serve it forward is really getting that mentality of how am I going to serve my fellow man? And I give some examples of that. It's having that radar, that be on the lookout for these opportunities and the willingness to do that. Because a lot of times if we wait until we think our lives are all put together before we serve others, it will never happen. But sometimes in the midst of our own trials, when we put our whatever life Mm -hmm. on hold for a little bit and help other people, we've come home and realized we thought we were going to bless them, but instead they blessed us. And so, so, you know, we want to explore those opportunities. I give several examples. I've been through multiple hurricanes and flash floods. And so I think I have a story in there uh, Mm -hmm. about that scenario even. Um, So there are just lots of ways that we can get out there and serve it forward. Yes, so true. And if somebody doesn't have a way of doing that, a great place to find a tribe of people to serve together is at a church. I know you're involved in a small group. I've been involved in small groups at different times in life, and I've led groups. And this is a place where we really get connected and come together and we can serve together too. Absolutely. And, and when we have that common cause, um, people really recognize that joyful countenance that we have when we're going out and serving. Our church does something called the Sunday before Christmas, and we cancel church, which is unheard of. The Sunday before Christmas, we cancel <laughs> church because that's usually your biggest attendance. Right. <laughs> and truthfully, your biggest offering too. Mm-hmm. And instead, we we cancel that and we go out, we deliver um, packages, gifts, Christmas carols. We get deliver cash money to fill up tanks of gas at the gas station. We get Meals on Wheels mm-hmm. addresses and visit those people that are shut in. And uh, it's just a great way to serve it forward. They say it really changes the way they even look at Christmas and Mm. the way they look at church based on Mm. that. Yeah. So for the person who's listening in, if you don't have a small group or you're not really connected to a church, you don't have to be an expert Bible teacher with a Bible degree to pick up the Grin Gale's Guide to Joy and lead a group. You can really read it together and talk about the discussion and serve together and grow together ultimately as uh, every person in the group grows their own joy quotient. So I want to encourage you to pick this book up, even if you're not already a Bible study leader, because I think it will change your life to get connected with somebody else. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners, Kathy? Well, we actually have a couple of groups this year that are using the book in a retreat setting. So rather than studying it week by week, they're going to do the whole thing in a retreat. For both of them, they're bringing me in to do some of the storytelling from the book and help lead some of the uh, discussion time. And so that's another setting that actually Mm -hmm. works quite well to go through it together. Um, One of the retreats is a group of nurses. They're not, they're from different churches. So it's not a church sponsor Mm -hmm. thing even. It's just a group of nurses that started having these retreats and um, they have decided to use this book this year. So um, there are lots of different ways Mm -hmm. we can apply joy to our lives. It really does make a difference. Absolutely. 
I will have a link to Kathy's book and her website in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 31. Um, Kathy, tell us what your website is where people could connect with you. It is kathycarltonwillis.com. K-A-T-H-Y-C-A-R-L-T-O-N-W-I-L-L-I-S.com. All right. So I will have a link to that. But if you're listening and you're driving in the car, you can find it in the show notes. Otherwise, you can um, find Kathy on all the social media channels too and connect with her. My encouragement to you today is to go out and live with joy. Thank you, Kathy, for being here. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.